0: Hi, and welcome to Legal's Podcast. I'm Eric Lesh, Executive Director of the LGBT Bar of New York. We call this special mini episode The LGBT Impact of Trump v. Hawaii. That's because the challenge to Trump's discriminatory travel ban has just been heard, or is soon to be heard, depending on when you're listening to this podcast, by the Supreme Court. The outcome of this case will have far-reaching effects. The case, of course, most directly impacts the rights of Muslims here and abroad, But as we make clear in a brief that we joined to the Supreme Court to strike down this ban, Trump's travel ban is not only discriminatory, it's also extremely dangerous, particularly for members of the LGBTQ community. In addition, seven of the eight countries that have been targeted by Trump's ban explicitly criminalize homosexual conduct, with some of them authorizing or even mandating the death penalty for such offenses, quote-unquote. Here to discuss this ban's harm to the LGBTQ community is Legal's legal director, Brett Figluski. Hi, Brett. Hi, Eric. Let's dig in. So Brett, in March, we joined an amicus brief to the Supreme Court submitted on behalf of several organizations that are devoted to promoting the equal treatment of LGBTQ individuals in the United States and around the world. We are urging the court to keep the preliminary injunction in place because this policy is dangerous, discriminatory, and an affront to established legal principles and constitutionally protected rights. Can you start by telling us just a bit about the treatment of LGBTQ people in some of these eight targeted countries by Trump's ban?
1: Sure, Eric. First, I just want to thank our other organizations and colleagues in the LGBT advocacy community, which saw fit to author this brief. I think it's so important that the LGBT experience be brought before the High Court. And so I want to make special mention of Immigration Equality, AVP, and the National Queer Asian Pacific Islander Alliance for bringing this brief and utilizing the resources of the law firm of Skadden and Arps. And we were fortunate to be asked to join it along with another uh, other LGBT bar associations across the country. And I think it's a really powerful brief and demonstrates just the destructive backpedaling of this administration, from our historic humanitarian approach to immigration policy over the last 50 years. And so it's important to remember that this ban is exactly what Trump said it was during his campaign. It's basically a Muslim ban and violates our fundamental understanding as a nation that we don't discriminate against people based on their religion in particular and that we have separation of church and state in this country. And so um, it's, a, it's a ban on predominantly Muslim countries. There are eight countries in total, six of which are predominantly Muslim countries in the Middle East and North Africa. And these are countries which, in which LGBT people in particular face, as you mentioned um, in your introduction, sometimes horrible violence and threats of violence. So just to give you a sense of what we're talking about, these are countries in which homosexual conduct is universally criminalized and in some cases the penalties are severe. We're talking flogging, stoning, lashing of minors who are suspected of being gay. So so the violence is severe, and what this does is it just is an absolute ban on immigration from these countries. So the effect on LGBT people who face severe violence in particular um, is going to be great.
0: So like other immigrants, LGBTQ people who already have family or partners who are living in the United States are eligible to apply for visas um, based on their family status. How does this ban complicate the process in particular for LGBTQ people and their families?
1: Sure, so basically, um, immigration law has been based on family re- re- reunification for the last 50 years, and so this is a ban on immigration, as we said before. However, individuals might be able to apply for a waiver to this proclamation. The problem with this waiver is that it's going to demand that the individuals show a close legal familial relationship and also undue hardship so with respect to the to the former what's particularly challenging for lgbt individuals is as we know lgbt family formation looks often very different from family formation for heterosexual individuals and that's because in many places, especially in these countries, it's criminalized and not possible at all. Right. So um, how are these individuals going to show that close family Um, relationship, um, you know, it's unclear, if not impossible, and then showing undue hardship is so subjective. So I suspect that these waivers are not really going to be a reality for LGBT people, and the added problem is that once a person has applied for the waiver, the person is now out in that homophobic country and is going to be subjected or at greater risk mm-hmm. of violence or threats of violence.
0: So we know that because this administration is granting narrow case-by-case exceptions in the form of waivers to this absolute ban, um, we, we are, are supposed to just trust That the administration, um, which has a history of targeting LGBTQ people for discriminatory treatment in many instances, and even erasing protections that we had secured under President Obama, for instance, just this week the New York Times reported that Trump was trying to undo the regulations in the ACA that protect transgender people from discrimination in healthcare settings. How likely is it that LGBTQ people who are visa applicants will be recognized as permitted to proceed under any small and perhaps illusory exception to this ban, given this administration's hostility towards LGBTQ people?
1: I think the answer is not likely, and what we're seeing is an interesting overlap of immigration law concepts with family law principles that we've been litigating in this country, in this state and in this mm-hmm. country generally. Um, some of our listeners may be aware of Legal's work with respect to the rights of LGBT parents, parents who may not be adoptive or biological parents, and um, being declared a parent in those circumstances is hard enough in New York State. Can you imagine trying to um, get that kind of determination in a country which doesn't recognize LGBT relationships at all. Um, So I think that, um, you know, in addition to all of the other ways that this ban um, flies in the face of the principles of our democracy, it's going to, to have a particularly and harmful effect on our community
0: members. Yes, and, you know, as you mention democracy more broadly, um, you know, we have talked before about how really, you know, when this ban was announced and the Washington state-based judge uh, issued an injunction against it, Trump referred to him in a tweet as a so-called judge um, and has been really you know, overreaching and undermining constitutional norms that we have in place with respect to separation of powers and respect for an independent judiciary. And so, you know, from the beginning, this case is fraught with constitutional overreach issues, issues of, you know, the fear that Trump might, you know, undermine courts that, that slap down this ban in the first place.
1: Yeah, one of the things that's really at stake here is the structure of our constitutional democracy and the separation of powers, as you mentioned, and essentially this is a power grab by the executive, and so what we're seeing is an, uh, an attempt, you know, however slow and corrosive, to erode that basic premise and foundation of democracy and to lodge um, near absolute power in the executive. So, in addition to all of the LGBT issues, you're absolutely right that this raises um, constitutional constitutional issues which really pose an existential threat, I think, to our our democracy and the rule
0: of law. And as you were right to remind us, you know, the Supreme Court does usually defer to, in cases of immigration, in cases of national security, they show some deference to the executive branch, uh, to the political branches in general, but certainly not with respect to religious discrimination. And, and at, at fundamentally, this is a case that involves carving out for, um, for different treatment people who are Muslim. Um, It's religious bias and discrimination at the heart of this. And of course, LGBTQ people are implicated and implicated in a very, um, you know, real way by this ban. But at its heart, we're talking about what is fundamentally religious bias. Is that right?
1: I think you're absolutely right, Eric. And I think, you know, our our clinic bears this out because we have seen an increased number of individuals seeking legal services for immigration questions and many of them are from Muslim countries, some of the countries on this travel ban and so I think that really shows um, that our communities intersect. that the LGBT community and the Muslim community um, you know are Um, in solidarity on this issue. And there are
0: LGBTQ Muslims. And there are
1: LGBTQ Muslims. And so I think that um, we've absolutely done the right thing by joining this brief, and I hope we'll continue our advocacy in the future. And one of the ways that you can support our advocacy, especially if you are an immigration law practitioner, is joining our lawyer referral network, or if you are at a law firm which wants to take on immigration cases, there is a huge need. So please, please be in touch if you're interested in joining forces with us. And how
0: can they get in touch with you, Brett?
1: They can reach me at 212-353-9118 or via email bfiglewski
0: at legal.org. That's wonderful. Thank you so much. We'll be watching this case uh, like the rest of the country and hoping for a just ruling from the Supreme Court. Uh, That's all that we have time for today. Thank you for joining me today, Brett and thanks to you guys for listening this and future podcasts can also be found online at itunes and at legal.podbean.com follow legal on twitter at lgbtbarny or like us on facebook follow me at ed lesh thanks again brett and thank you again to uh the folks who were primary authors on this brief scadden arbs immigration equality uh AVP and Incopia back in May for our regular edition of LGBT Law Notes podcast with Professor Art Leonard.